Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you've ever listened to a folktale be told? Well, you're in for a treat today, as that's what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Podcast of the Day, right here on Anchor. Let's just jump right into it. The Folktale Project is the podcast that we're talking about today. It's hosted, produced, pretty much everything is done by Dan Schultz. And as we were talking, I got to I got to talk with him about the podcast, and as we were talking... He mentioned that he likes the podcast most of all because he gets to share his love of folk and fairy tales to his daughter, and his daughter actually gets to listen to all these stories that he reads. So I thought that was an awesome, unique uh, part of the show itself. But in addition, you can just tune in and listen to a ton of different folk tales like never before. Um, I know he's featured some um, by big authors, including Hans Christian Andersen, um, Oscar Wilde, The Brothers Grimm, just to name a few you and those are the high profile ones there is a ton more that he's read and it's a cool way to get involved in the very old-fashioned art of storytelling and fairy tales so on today's show we're gonna be listening to some clips um, from what he's read so far Welcome to the Folktale Project. This is Dan Scholes. Today's story comes to us from Simon Hughes. This is a translation of a Norwegian folktale. And if you head over to folktaleproject.com, you'll see a link for both this translation as well as some of Simon's other Norwegian folktale translations. This is The Gentleman's Wife. Once upon a time, there was a rich farmer who owned a large farm. Silver had he in a chest, and money out to loan. But there was something he was lacking, for he was a widower. One day, the daughter from a neighboring farm was with him to do some work. The gentleman liked her right well, and, as she was the child of poor folk, he thought that she would agree as soon as he hinted at marriage. So he said to her that he had begun to think about marrying again. "'Yes, yes, one may think about many things,' said the girl." chuckling as she stood there, thinking that the ugly old man might well think of things better for him than marriage. "'Yes, but I mean that you should be my wife,' said the gentleman. "'Thank you, but no, that will be something,' she said. The gentleman was not used to hearing no, and the less she wanted him, the more eager to have her he grew. But, as he was getting nowhere with the girl, he sent word for her father, and told him that, if he could arrange it so that he could have her, then he would not require a payment of the money he had lent him, and, on top of that, he would have the patch of land that lay tight against his meadow. He would surely be able to set his daughter straight, said the father. She was just a child, and did not know her best, he said. But for all his talk with his daughter, both sweet and sour, it did not help. She would not want the gentleman if he sat in gold up to his ears, she said. The gentleman waited day after day, but then he finally grew angry and impatient, and he said to the girl's father that if he would stand by his promise, then he should fulfill it now, for he would wait no longer. The man did not know what to do, but told the gentleman to arrange the wedding, and when the parson and the wedding guests had come, he should send for the girl as if he wanted her for some work, and when she came, he should marry her swiftly, so that she had no time to think. This the gentleman thought was well and good, and so he ordered brewing and baking for the wedding in the best traditions. 
When the wedding guests had arrived, the gentleman called one of his boys and said that he should sweep down to the neighbor's farm to the south and ask him to send what he had promised. But if you don't return on the instant, he said, waving his fist, well, then I'll... He added no more, for the boy set off as if he were a fire. I should greet you from the farmer and ask you for what you have promised him, said the boy to the man south of the farm. But it has to be quick, for he is dangerously short today, he said. Yes, yes, run down to the meadow where she goes and take her with you, said the neighbor. The boy went off. When he came down to the meadow, the girl was raking. I should fetch that which your father has promised the farmer, said the boy. Ho, ho, fool me there, she thought. No, should you really, she said. I suppose it is our little dapple mare. You can go over and take her. She is tethered on the far side of the pea-field, said the girl. The boy threw himself onto the back of the little dapple and rode home at full tilt. Did you bring her with you? said the gentleman. She stands down by the door, said the boy. Then lead her up to mother's old chamber, said the gentleman. Dear me, how shall I do that? said the boy. You just do as I say, said the gentleman. If you cannot handle her alone, then take some folk to help you, he said. He thought the girl might act up. When the boy looked at the gentleman's face, he knew it was useless to argue here on the farm. He went down with all the farmhands who were there, some pulled from the front, and some pushed from behind, and so they finally got the mare up the stairs and into the chamber. There lay the bridal finery ready. Now I have done that too, farmer, said the boy, but it was dangerous work, the worst I have done here on the farm. Well, well, you have not done it for nothing, said the farmer. Send the women folk up to deck her out. No, but dear me, said the boy. No talking. They shall deck her out and forget neither garland nor crown, said the farmer. The boy went down to the kitchen. Listen now, girls, he said. You must go up and deck the little dapple mare out. The farmer is anxious to give his guests something to laugh at. Well, the girls hung all there was on the little dapple mare, and then the boy went down and said that she was now ready, with both garland and crown. Well and good. Bring her here, said the farmer. I shall receive her myself at the door, he said. There was a racket on the stairs, for she hardly descended in silken shoes, this bride. But when the door opened, and the gentleman's bride came into the parlor, there was no shortage of snorts and giggles. And the gentleman was so content with the bride that, they say, he never proposed again. And that is the Norwegian folktale of the gentleman's bride, again translated by Simon Hughes. This is Dan. I haven't heard a full story just read to me like that in a long time, so it was pretty refreshing, actually, to throw it on and just sit back and listen. 
Um, it's definitely a different art style for sure. Um, and kind of different from the modern podcast. Um, but at the same time, it's such a cool take on reviving that old art. And I think it's a great way, um, like I mentioned earlier, to really connect with his daughter. And I just, I love the story so much. I, I think I would love to do that someday for my own children. But anyways, I did get to speak with him about the podcast and doing it so far. So uh, here is that interview with Dan of the Folktale Project. Uh, my name is Dan Schulz, uh, and I I am the Folktale Project. Uh, record, research, edit, post, manage, everything. Awesome. So the podcast, the Folktale Project, how did that all come about? Um, you know, it was just sort of something fun to do, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I, I was a, let's see, geez. Um, no, I started off in uh, cultural communications in graduate school. And after that, I went and studied at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, where I did a lot of uh, voiceover work. And it just seemed like a natural fit when I was looking around for something to do. I love the tales. I love the stories. I love the way that the oral uh, tradition can really communicate things and feelings through stories. Uh, it, it's a beautiful thing, and it's something that doesn't really exist in any other form. Right. Reading is great. Movies are amazing. I'm a, I'm a huge film nut. I love movies. I love TV. I love everything. But the spoken word of a story is something that's very special. I love, I feel like the message of some of the, the podcasts is just trying to keep that tradition alive. And I really, I love it. I mean, I respect it and I really appreciate it because, yeah, I, th I feel like it's a lost art almost. And there's so many people out there really examining the, the folklore and really going into, you know, why and, and where and how things were being laid down. I mean, myths and legends is great. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be them. <laughs> so... <laughs> being able to stick to just telling the stories, feeling like this this is the way that these stories were meant to be communicated. Right. And you get something out of that. Uh, and there's a, I mean, there are so many tales. Uh, I was originally concerned about releasing uh, five days a week, but it, it hasn't been a problem yet, and I don't really foresee it becoming one. Okay. The idea for it, is it primarily influenced? I know I read the uh, About Me page. Um, and is it for your children as well? or A little bit for my daughter, yeah. Okay. Uh, I used to, I, I guess I still do, work in uh, advertising and marketing. And I often made pains to be able to be home in time for bed sto for uh, story time, for bedtime. Of course, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's always travel and things that you can't be there for. So having a, a place where she can turn now. I mean, she's six now, but where she can turn and, and hear my voice and hear the stories, uh, bedtime is, and the bedtime routine of telling stories is very big in our, in our house and has always been very big in my family. So we're, we're a bunch of storytellers. This just lets me tell everybody the story. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, have you always been a big fan of, of folk tales and fairy tales then? It, since I can remember, uh, yeah, whether it's, you know, fairy tales or, or folklore or just fantasy, uh, 
Tolkien, Lewis, uh, Hans Christian Andersen. It, it's it's all just amazing. <laughs> so it's safe to say you have some experience with it then? Just just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Do, in doing this podcast, um, has it turned out the way you want it to be so far? I mean, you're pretty far in now, so... <laughs> it is. You know, I, I, I went into it without much in in terms of expectations i didn't i didn't think other people were going to listen to it uh i i I threw out this idea for recommendations just thinking that maybe somebody will get it uh and you know it's been really rewarding and great and i have to say i'm I'm one of those people i mean i come from a marketing and advertising background some of those people that pays very close close attention to numbers and mm-hmm. quite frankly far too close attention to numbers <laughs> so I can get discouraged pretty easily but it's always it's great when a listener will write in and and say that they're enjoying the show or that there's a particular episode that uh, that resonated with them or that they really enjoyed or right. you know just to say that they're enjoying it is is really wonderful that's awesome um, is Excellent. there any social media or websites you want to shout out as well for any listeners out there Oh yeah, uh, so they can you can find us on Twitter at Folktale Project, uh, Facebook Folktale Project, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, Auto Radio, TuneIn, uh, and always folktaleproject.com. Every morning by nine o'clock, there's a story there. You should have just heard all of the links to find um, the Folktale Project on the internet. Um, And I will link on this clip right now um, the website as well, so that way you can go right to it and find all of these stories there. But yeah, so that does it for the show today. Make sure you do go check uh, the Folktale Project out in Dan. He, uh, he does a lot of good work there, and I really like the positive message that he has behind his work. So give him some support if you can, and go sit back and relax and listen to an old-time folktale. <laughs> but anyways, that'll do it again for me. Let me know what you thought by using that call-in feature right here on Anchor. All I have to do is simply press it, record what you have to say, and then send it in to me. And I'd be glad to hear what you have to say, whether it be a podcast recommendation, talking about the podcast we talked about today, and if at all i am totally game um you can also get in contact with me on twitter at potd anchor and don't be too afraid to drop a follow there as well nonetheless i will catch you right here tomorrow on podcast of the day right here on anchor